This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. And give a rousing ABC welcome to the one and the only Andrea Parry. Thank you, thank you, thank you. A rousing welcome. Well, how I, well, thrilled. I mean, if you're looking for feedback, it could have been a bit more rousing, but 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 that's that's fine. That's fine. Right, here we go. How are you all? Oh, oh, for goodness sake. Right, how are you all? Thank you. We're in the house of the Lord, everyone. Come on. Get with it. Right, okay, you've all look good. Okay, good. Now listen, we're going to click right off. Lee, let's put the verse up from Colossians first. Now, I've been thinking lots about what to speak on. I'm praying lots about what to speak on. And um, I was reading Colossians. Hence, and it suddenly came to me, you know, um, I was reading some notes on it, and um, in the book it just said this line, Jesus Christ is the content of the gospel. Yes? Now, nobody will argue with that, will they? If you're a Christian, and today's message, yes, primarily aimed at Christians, those who already know Jesus, but I tell you, if you don't know Jesus, or if you're feeling a little bit away from Jesus, today's for you. Okay, the Lord has laid this word on my heart. I feel really energized. I feel really excited. Isn't the worship just setting you free? And when the worship sets us free, what it does is it breaks up the unplowed ground of our hearts, ready for the seeds of God's words to be planted. So if you're ready for that today, is that okay? Because the content is what we're talking about. We're talking about the content of the gospel. That's what we're talking about today. The gospel. If you get confused about the word, we use a word now, don't we? We know the gospel of Jesus Christ, gospel-centered. Gospel means good news. Amen? It is the good news that God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to the cross for us to die. Oh, listen now, now listen, listen, my little panto crowd. For this morning, to be successful, I am going to need your full engagement. I need you to emotionally invest in this message, all right? I know some of you must have been up since half past six watching rugby. I couldn't care less, quite frankly. So, no, I'm glad they won, but, you know, rugby. But, so, let's all just commit to each other this morning that we're going to have, hang on, see I'm from Llenelli, I'm going to say years. Ears, ears, ears to hear and listen and take on board the word and emotionally engage with the word because the chairs are not just there for your peachy bottoms, as peachy and lovely as they are, they are for something, yes? Otherwise, go to a kabutzil, pop to Asda, Do you know what I'm saying? Let's engage with this, yes? Awesome. Right, here we go. The gospel of Jesus Christ is life-giving. He died for us so we can be set free. Amen? Amen. And the gospel we share is the gospel of Jesus Christ and the content of that. The word content has several meanings. In its noun way, it means what is contained within. Yes? Or it can be an adjective or verb. You can be content. Yes? Which means satisfied. So this morning, if Jesus Christ is the content of the gospel, I'm asking you, are you content with the content? Right? So this is where we're at this morning. And I have, for your enjoyment, just three points. 
but you'll be thrilled to know that each point has two subpoints. So, but I don't feel realistically I can call them six points. So we have three points. So we're going to read from Colossians. Is that okay? Excellent. So here we go. The sun is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Stop right there. Whoa. Okay. We get that. The sun is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Okay. Lee. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Right? For him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. Amen. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything he might have the supremacy for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on the cross and let's all go home read that dwell on that and pray on that. Isn't that amazing? This morning is all about the supremacy and the sufficiency of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So if we are feeling any lack this morning, it isn't because what God hasn't given to us. Understand? Before through Christ Jesus, he has given us everything, everything, everything. For God was content for the fullness of himself to die in Christ Jesus, the same Christ Jesus who died for us. Ergo, the fullness of Christ now dwells in us. Hallelujah! What a message! What a God! What a God! Who is a pardoning God like thee? Or who has grace so rich and free? None! None. No other God comes close to our God. So we move on. So, from my two subpoints for this point, this point is entitled, Jesus Christ is the content of gospel preaching. Now, don't freak out. I know you're thinking... Hey, Andrea, you're preaching. That's awesome. I'm never going to. I want us to understand our lives preach the gospel of Christ Jesus if we are called children of God. You are not called to a silent life. You are called to a preaching life. You are called to a life that proclaims clearly and loudly the gospel of Christ Jesus and its power in your life. Amen. For what did Christ do when the world, God decided that the world was too sinful? And that there needed to be a sacrifice. And the sacrifice of animals was no longer good enough. It was no longer a means to access the throne room of God. So God sent his only begotten son, the man Christ Jesus, who being truly God and truly man and truly man and God to die on a cross for us, that our sins would be forgiven that we would be declared sinless and righteous before the Most High God. And as God, Jesus ascended to heaven, he made us all children. He gave us the right to be called children of God. Amen. There is now no separation between man and God. For there is only one God and one mediator between man and God. The man, Christ Jesus. That's what he did for us. So you know 
when we have the content of a preaching gospel, that is what we declare. The Bible tells us, Paul tells us constantly in his letters, I proclaim the gospel of Christ Jesus. Do you know what you do when you proclaim? You declare it clearly. That's what, that's what the Oxford English Dictionary says. A proclamation is a clear announcement of something that is happening. Our lives need to clearly proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? So our proclamation is no longer limited by what I think Christ Jesus is, but my proclamation is about who Christ Jesus is. And what he has done for me. You see, if you believe in Jesus, then the facts of the Bible are incontrovertible. You will have witnessed his goodness and mercy. How? He died for us. He died for us. So his mercy, his love, his compassion, his love, his outrageous love is shed abroad in our hearts. And that is what we proclaim. So we are preaching people. Now everybody's feeling a little bit challenged by this, I see this morning. There obviously isn't a problem for screaming for a rugby match. But maybe there's a bit more of a problem for screaming for your salvation that Christ Jesus is Lord. But the call upon us as Christian people, Bible-living people, is to proclaim Christ Jesus to all. Right? Because there's a problem in my life if the only people who know I'm a Christian is you lot. Right? There is a real fault, a fracture in my life if the only people who know I go to church are the people I go to church with. Are you with me? So this is a stance. It's a stand and the Bible calls us to be brave. Yes? But you're not alone in your bravery because shot through the Bible all the way through is God tell you, now be brave and courageous. I will never leave you nor forsake you. He sent the Holy Spirit as our comforter and guide. We are never alone. If we stand up for Jesus, we are never alone. And can I just be a little bit honest and give us all a bit of a reality check? In this country, it's way, way easier to stand up for Jesus than a lot of other countries in this world. Be in North Korea this morning. Yeah? Be in Afghanistan this morning. We've prayed for the church in Afghanistan this morning in our pre-meeting. Be in Iran this morning. Be placed in a Muslim household where everybody believes in Allah but you this morning. And then tell me how you proclaim. Friends, we got it easy. I'm sorry if that sort of chars a bit with your life. Oh, Andrew, you don't know what's going on in my life. I hear you. I hear you. And I'm hearing. I know people's lives aren't easy. And I know there will be tensions in families. And there will be heartbreak in families when you declare Christ Jesus as your Lord. I, I get that. But in terms of politically where we stand, this country is far easier to be a Christian in than any other country at the moment, I would say. Yes? So, you know, let's thank God for the privileges Right? Because that's what we get when we love Christ Jesus. So the content of a preaching gospel life is that we proclaim him and we thank him for the privilege of being a Christian where we are. Yes? Are you all a bit excited? Because I'll be honest with you, you all look a bit like this. People eyes rolling and everything. Somebody's got smelling salts out like that. Are you all right? Are you all right? Listen, fear not. My friends, for Christ is with us. 
For Christ is with us, energizing, lifting us up, speaking all the time. Uh, right now, our Lord Jesus Christ is at the right hand of the Father. And what's he doing for us? Interceding for us. So that every ounce of doubt and fear that is within you, Christ Jesus is, has the ear of the Father, the ear of the Father, and is whispering, help them, 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 help them. And do you know what? God does. For even in those moments where we feel distance from God, he is never distant from us. Do you understand? There are things in our lives that are sent to try us and they will trouble us, but God will never remove himself from us if we love him and live according to his life. Can you understand it? So the content, how content are you with the content? Because if you've got a problem proclaiming it, that ain't God's problem. If I can't say I love Jesus, that is not God's problem. That is my problem. So what is it in me that stops me proclaiming? What is it that's in me that stops me saying, yeah, this is what I do. No, actually, I can't be with you on a Sunday morning because I'm going to be in church. Yeah? No, I'm sorry. Wednesday nights are bad for me. I'm in my house group. Yeah? You know? Uh, what book are you reading at the moment? Actually, I read the Bible every night before I go to sleep. You know, why we share this stuff with each other and we need to start proclaiming it, don't we? Now, if I were a monk, if it ever happens, if I ever get the call to be a monk, I... Hey, 21st century, inclusivity might happen, right? So I think I would be a Franciscan monk because I ascribe to, the to what St. Francis of Assisi says. I preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, I use words. That is our life where we are poured out for Jesus Christ so that people will know you're a Christian even if you're not there going, oh, have I mentioned I'm a Christian in the last 10 minutes? By the way, I'm a Christian. What should happen is... When people snap you in half, like a sticker rock, the word Jesus should be running straight through you. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, people know. People know you're different. Your proclamation is how you do it, isn't it? That you are living a life that is God-filled, that is Christ-driven, and that is Holy Spirit-informed. Yes? And that is how we live our lives. Marvelous, yes? Click your heels. Have some cake. This is how we live now. You are a preaching people. Now, see how all of you got up this morning and thought, no, it's not my gift. Oh, no, it's not my gift. Oh, no, 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 not me. But you are a preaching people. I challenge you, church, to accept that the calling that has been placed upon your life, to proclaim Christ Jesus wherever you are in your life. Amen? Amen. Okay, we're moving on to point two. Lee, can we have the verse from um, 1 Kings up, please? Now, I know what you're thinking, oh, Andrea, you're talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ, yet here we are in the Old Testament. I know, I know. But you see, there is a saying, is there not? That in the Old Testament, Jesus is concealed, and in the New Testament, he's revealed. The whole of the Bible is about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And so I, I was reading this in the week as well, and I love Elisha and Elijah. So I thought, yeah, yeah, this is a good one. Listen to this, everyone. For the second point is... Christ Jesus is the content of gospel living, right? So now we've had gospel preaching, and we're moving on. We've segued into gospel living. Here we go. So Elijah, from there, found Elisha, son of Saphat. He was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the 12th pair. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. 
So Elijah then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and I, I will then come with you. Go back, Elijah replied, what have I done to you? So Elisha left him, went back, took his yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. He burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people. And they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah and become his servant. Amazing. Isn't that amazing? And we know that Elisha went on to, well, he asked for a double portion, didn't he? That's what he wanted. So when the time came, he was Elijah's success. And he said, what do you want? He said, I want a double portion. Whatever you've got, I want more of it. And that happened. And he went on to perform amazing, amazing miracles. You see, Jesus gives us the best example of how to live our lives. And I chose this particularly because there's an echoing chapter in the New Testament with a rich young ruler where Jesus says, he says, what do I have to do to follow you? He says, sell everything. Sell the lot and then come after me. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. But let's contrast that with Elisha here who says, let me just go and say ta to them, and then I'm on my way. Are you with me? There has to be a complete and utter commitment and decision for godly gospel living. And when you make that decision, you leave the past behind. When Elisha smashed up his plough and sacrificed the oxen upon it, to feed the people, what he was doing was saying, I am never, ever coming back. You leave your past in the past. God is interested in your past. He isn't interested in your past. You are forgiven, friends. You are forgiven. No guilt or shame. You are forgiven. Christ Jesus has done it all for you, so you don't have to keep going back and saying, I must work a bit harder at that to redeem myself from that thing I did when Christ Jesus bought it all for us on the cross. Amen? Amen. So it's done. And the cloak symbolizes anointing. Anointing means choosing. So Elijah went to Elisha and put his cloak on him. The cloak was the most important item of clothing they owned. They could gather things up in it if they needed to move. They could sleep on it. They could cast it out. It was their most expensive piece of clothing. So when Elijah pushed, puts it over the shoulders of Elisha, what he is saying is, I have chosen you and set you apart. Now today, you need to know there is no need for a cloak on your shoulders for Christ Jesus has chosen you and set you apart. And that is the content of the living that we now subscribe to and ascribe to. That Christ Jesus is for us, not against us. That he has chosen you and you and you and you and me and all of us. He has chosen us and set us apart for him. Amen. So there are no wasted experiences. There are no second class people. There are no afterthoughts or plan B's. Because you have been chosen by Christ himself and set apart for godly purpose. Amen. Amen. And if that doesn't inform or change the way we live, my friends, it should. My friends, it should. And this morning, if I can encourage you to do anything, it would be to leave your past behind. Smash up the plowshare. Kill the oxen. And then what you do, you offer it sacrificially to the Lord. 
and you say, you take this. I'm giving you this. And the Lord says, it's mine. I've redeemed it and I've dealt with it. Now you walk forward with me. Don't be tempted to go back. That's what Elisha was doing. He said, can I just kiss my mother? Yeah, go. But then he knew the temptation would be there when times got hard. He knew it would be easy to go back. He knew there'd be a place for him with his mother and father. So he had to choose to end it, to put a full stop on it. And it doesn't mean we don't stop loving the people we love. And it doesn't mean that we stop being gracious to the people we are called to show grace to. But it means that you can't live that life anymore. Are you with me? Do you understand? We are called to change direction, to change our path. There is a mantle upon you, which is the anointing of God most high. And he says, now follow me and Jesus and leave your past behind. So nowadays, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the content of our living is in Romans 12, 1, isn't it? Where we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. And we are my friends. Believe me when I say your sacrifice is acceptable to God. Yes, the sacrifice we make is acceptable to God. And he says, here you are, here you are. There's no need for the killing of animals. Sacrificial giving is no longer required. We don't have to have, you know, any payment to keep us out of hell. We don't have to have the ministrations of any priest to tell us what's going on now. We have been declared not guilty by Christ Jesus himself. Amen. Amen. How marvelous is it? How marvelous is he? This is what he's done for us. And I think sometimes, you know, we look at the book. For example, you know, you can go to the beginning of your Bible and they go, oh, I'm not sure where that book is. So what have I got? Oh, there we are. There we are. Marvelous. I've got a list of contents. I've got a guide. So somebody can tell me what I need to think if I want to. Somebody can show me where to go. But when you are the contents, you're showing other people where to go. Aren't you? You are the contents. So it's not that you have to look inside yourself and try and find some justification and a way anymore. Christ Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. So now when people look to you, you're the contents that show them the way to Jesus. Yes, this is what's inside us. And I'm just wondering how discontent we are with what Christ has given us. Because we need to be content with his contents. Because he is enough. He is enough. Friends, this morning, you are enough. You are enough because he is enough. You are enough because he is enough. And so if he himself sent his only begotten son to die for you, to save you, trust me when I say, you're enough. You are enough. So when you look to yourself or you look to other people for validation and affirmation, when you look to other things to fill that gap inside you, then you go back to Christ and say, you are enough. You are enough. The gospel is supreme and sufficient. It will fill you full. It will fill you full. We are the content. So, point three. We ready? It's quite good, this, isn't it? It's going better than I thought, I'll be honest. I'm all right with it. I'm all right with it. Tea and cake for everyone. Okay, here we go. Hebrews. Put the verse from Hebrews up. Thank you, Lee. Okay, so Hebrews 10. I love the book of Hebrews. I love the book of Hebrews, don't you? Good. 
This side does. You lot. Shocking. Right. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. Next verse. Is it up? No? Lee? Thank you. By a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up the meet, habit of meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Amen? Oh, how amazing is this? You see, my third point is Jesus Christ is the content of gospel loving. We think we love people. If we don't love them like Jesus loves them, we don't love them. Matthew Henry, in his commentary on the Bible, says this, and I'm putting a codicil by it like that because, because I want you to know it's not me saying it, it's Matthew Henry. He says, if you have no love for the people of God, you have no love for God. Whoa, right? Yeah. No, that's Matthew Henry. Can we please make clear I didn't say that? All right? But that is Matthew Henry who wrote a commentary on the Bible. He says this, if you have no love for the people of God, you have no love for God. That's a biggie, isn't it? That's big time. That's big time. Which is why we cling to the superiority of Christ, don't we? We cling to the superiority of faith. We cling to the superiority of the gospel. Because if you relied on me to love you the way God wants me to love you, you'd be on a hiding to nothing, some of you. <laughs> Real talk. Some of you'd be on a hiding to nothing. But I engage the will to love because Christ first loved me. And then I say, it's not about me or my needs or my agenda or my convenience to love people. I am called to love people. The outrageous love and grace that God has lavished upon us in Christ Jesus is not an option for us to choose who to lavish it upon in our lives. Do you understand? That outrageous love lavished upon us has been lavished upon us to lavish upon other people. Whether we want to or not, I would choose want to. Because the consequences of not... I don't care to find out about. No? Absolutely. We are called to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling friends. Yes? So it's not my job to pick and choose which bits of the gospel I choose to show to other people. God has, <laughs> I'm called to love people because God is love. That's good enough for me. Let's crack on with that. You know, the whole point is, hang on now. See, the curtain... It's like I put this here ready, isn't it? I didn't. Right, so the curtain, this is what has happened. This is why we cannot withhold. 
in the temple at the point of Jesus' death, yes? The Holy of Holies separated the high priest from the people where he went and slaughtered the animals and prayed for the people that they might be forgiven, shown holy in the sight of God. It needed a priest's ministrations and the sacrifice of animals to do that. At the point of Jesus' death, the curtain that separated the holiest of holies from the temple and the people tore down the middle from top to bottom. Impossible to do. The curtain was massive. I have, I have the dimensions. They escaped me. It's very high, very wide, very thick. So you couldn't have done it with a little bit of a sewing scissors, you know. I went From the top to the bottom, it ripped down. At that point, at that point, anything that separated us from God was removed. And we now have full access to the throne room of God through Christ Jesus. So we can go to God in the full assurance of faith and say to him, you are my father and I am your child. That's what he bought for us. Do you see? So the gospel loving, there is no need for sacrifices. There is no need for somebody to do it on your behalf. We are now a royal priesthood. So we do it for other people. Do you understand? No priest now needs to sacrifice a lamb so that I can be declared not guilty before God. God, through Christ Jesus, has declared me not guilty. Hallelujah. So because of that great love that he has shown me, the call upon my life is now to show that to other people and to demonstrate to them that the temple has been removed, that there is now no barrier between them and God, and that Jesus Christ made the way. That is the content of gospel loving, where we now stand before him without spot and blemish, without guilt or condemnation, and he says, I love you. Thank you. Yes! Can you believe it? I can't. I can't fathom it. I can't fathom it. I cannot conceive of a God who would take a rotter like me and call me a co-heir with Christ. I cannot conceive of it. So all I can do is say thank you. Thank you for the unmerited, unearned favor that he has shown to me. And friends, he has shown it to you as well. So if there is anything stopping you this morning, if you have drawn a curtain between you and God this morning, you need to know that Jesus has already destroyed it. Jesus already removed it. So trying to sew it back up together so you can't see God or you think God is hidden from you won't work. He will pursue you with a relentless love. He loves us. We are the pinnacle of his creation. We are the apple of his eye. Yes? Yes. And nothing, the Bible tells us, nothing counts now. Nothing. This is the only thing that matters, is faith expressing itself in love. So if we have faith in him and we acknowledge the supremacy of his gospel, we acknowledge the supremacy of his faith, we acknowledge the supremacy of his love. So nothing else now matters but faith expressing itself in love. And that is what we show to other people. Yes, and so it changes the way we love ourselves, it changes the way we love other people, and it changes the way we love God. Doesn't it? Because now, now, there is no barrier between me and my worship of God. There's no barrier. 
I am allowed to approach the throne room itself and say to you, be all the glory, Lord God. Yes? What's the home? No condemnation now, I find. Jesus and all in him is mine. Alive in him, my living head, and clothed in righteousness divine. Bold I approach the eternal throne and claim the crown through Christ my own. Amen. You see, what we have, what we have, and the, the modern way of living tells us to be discontent with our lives. We're meant to want something else, to gain something else. Let's edit all our pictures on Facebook and Instagram so that we look like someone else. But what Jesus is saying, are you content with my content? Because I am sufficient. I am enough. And this morning, my friends, oh, my friends, you are enough because he is enough. And I pray, I pray that whatever falling block or stumbling block or hurdle that is in our path, that with Jesus we realize that he never leaves us and that it can be, it can be surmounted, it can be got over, but he will never leave us alone. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, for the people here this morning. And I pray, Lord God, that we diligently apply your word to our hearts. Lord God, I pray, I pray, oh Lord, I pray that whatever is holding people back, they will be set free in Jesus' name. Amen. This message was brought to you by ABC Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also contact us by phone on 01269 596000.